0: How does ego affect enlightenment? How are we more than what we have become? And how do societal norms hide our true selves? And how can we remember our true self? Welcome to Love Always Self,
1: a podcast about connection to self, reflections of self, and how this impacts our reality. We're all about trying to find balance, discovering tools for spiritual wellness, and creating a safe place to have loving conversations about a broad range of topics.
0: I'm Karista, an energy healer with a background in Reiki, nursing, health coaching, and personal training. I have a holistic mindset and believe that everyone and everything can work together in harmony so that we can create more balanced life experiences.
1: And I'm Shira, a spiritual, intuitive, and explorer of personal truth with a background in management and finance. I feel we are all connected and guided by our own spiritual team, whom I refer to as Mount Glass. And I want to help teach you how to connect with yours.
0: We believe we're all connected and by learning to love self, we will elevate the collective consciousness and learn to create deeper connections with each other, self and source. As we grow and learn through our own life adventures and
1: self discoveries, we hope you gain insights into your own truth. Don't forget to subscribe to stay notified of new content, and we hope you enjoy the show. and welcome to Love Always Self. I'm Shira. Hi, y'all. I'm Karista,
0: and thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Love Always Self.
1: Today, we wanted to
0: talk to you a little bit about enlightenment. And in the process of starting a new book with my dad, we are reading The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. And Daddy-O and I have been spending a little bit of time most mornings just diving in, and we've barely dipped our toe into the waters of the power of now. But in the very first chapter, it talks about this idea of enlightenment and learning to look inwards. So I wanted to discuss today a little bit about some of the information that I've reflected on.
1: Nice. Let's hear it.
0: So in the book, it mentions that Buddha has explained what enlightenment is not enlightenment is not suffering. Mm. So I, this is the portion where I was like, okay, let's dig a little bit deeper into that because that's a, did a little bit of automatic writing. So today I just wanted to give you a little treat and read to you what I received.
1: I'm interested. I'm like, (laughs) as soon as I hear the thought, and I'm just going to intervene for just a second, but as soon as I hear the thought, like, enlightenment is not I keep thinking of all the different ways in which you get to enlightenment, right? And there's no way that I would actually know that because I don't think if you want to use the definition of enlightenment, I don't think I'm at enlightenment because <laughs> I'm still experiencing quite a bit of things that are just not in there. But I also feel like as long as maybe at some point in time we have like a, you know, maybe this will be a different episode or something, but just talking about getting maybe more enlightened and all the different ups and downs that you go through, you know, Mm -hmm. because it's not always so light (laughs)
0: feeling. Yeah. And this term enlightenment, it's almost given this misperception that it's a superhuman, like, Mm. yeah, it's something that's only saved for the Buddhas, right? It's not meant for regular Joe Schmo down the street. And that's not what it is. It's not this superhuman thing outside of us. It's not a superpower, although we are superpowered. <laughs> we just aren't always aware of it. But here, I'll go into Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> what I wrote and feel free to interject if you want to stop and discuss anything, okay? okay? Or if you receive anything while I'm reading this, okay? Gotcha. Here we go. If enlightenment equals not suffering, and suffering is because of desire, then desire removes us from enlightenment. Desire is born from lack, comparison, envy, and not having. If we have everything that we need within us, then finding joy, gratitude, and peace in the now relieves suffering, leading to moments of enlightenment. So I asked, why only moments? Because the monkey mind is kindred to ego, Ego is protective to prevent harm, but the ego becomes almost manic as we live in this physical world. Fear, by way of stories and reports, add to our ego response, whether real or perceived fear. Most ego reactions are not in response to imminent threats, but rather possibilities of encountering those threats in life, both big and small. Ego wants safety. Safety for ego equals happiness. But if everything triggers ego, then ego works against itself. But if everything triggers ego, then ego works against feeling safe, thus, not allowing us to feel or attain happiness. So, ego says, once I have this thing, I can feel safe. Therefore, that is when I can experience happiness. Mm. So how can we experience happiness if ego is always being triggered? Calm your inner child, much like you offer reassurance and validation to children. You must do this for yourself. Remember who you are, where you came from, that nothing is ever truly lost. I'll do a little interjection here. In this moment, I had a memory of The Lion King and so I took a moment to actually pull up the clip where Simba is lost and he's trying to find himself and remember who he is. And he was feeling so lost without having his dad around and Rafiki, we looked this up just to verify
1: Rafiki.
0: His, <laughs> the, the monkey or the chimpanzee. And he beckoned to Simba and said, your father's, he is very much alive. Follow me this way. And if you go back and watch the clip, you'll see Rafiki guiding Simba through this like dark undergrowth of root system and just like shadowy places. And it was to me, it was like Rafiki was like this inner guidance guiding him through all these dark shadowy inner places within himself And then he emerged into a clearing with a hidden pond. And Rafiki told him, look, he's there. And he looks and he sees a reflection of himself and he's like, that's not my father. And Rafiki says, no, look deeper. And so Simba actually peers into this pool of water, this reflection, this mirrored reflection of who he was. And he peered deeper past that surface level. And it was at that point that he was able to see within himself, his connection to his father. There was one line in there that really caught me. You are more than what you have become. Mm,
1: yeah. I w- Go ahead. When you were reading that to me, I started getting like, you know, we're going to call them downloads, right? Mm-hmm. And so here's what I was typing out as you were reading that to me undoing the societal you that you've built based on only what you were told you should build the version of you that doesn't necessarily be you that you (laughs) wanted to be all along. This is a fun part about automatic writing. Y'all doesn't have to be perfect. Just type anyway. So does it change over and over again? Yes, because it's perpetual movement of growth. Mm -hmm. And so I asked, what happens to the you that you no longer want to be, right? Mm. Like this idea of it just disappears. And the response I got was it goes on in a reality that is no longer perceived or focused upon. Mm. And I thought that was absolutely magic. <laughs> a little bit of a mic drop from Mount Glass this morning. So there's yeah. that.
0: Just this alternate timeline that you're choosing, this alternate reality, the other realities continue on, but you have shifted yourself into this different space.
1: Right. And I think that's beautiful to consider too, because we've spoken about this before and I feel like, I think it was in some of the channelings that I've done, Mm -hmm. but uh, if you take the idea or the concept that there's multiple realities happening at the same time. And that you can draw from those realities, whether that is the reality of you, the current version of you, the incarnation that you're playing out at this moment. So as an example, Shira, this Shira right now has like an infinite number of timelines that are all playing out at the same exact time. And I can draw in from any of those experiences, whatever path that version of me has taken and that you can still do the same exact thing, but from all the different yous right? Mm -hmm. The different incarnations of you, whether that was something perceived as back in 1800 or past life, right? Or maybe it's not even on this planet. We'll go there later, but you can draw in from all of those lessons, those experiences, those areas of opportunity to grow. Mm -hmm. Um, And so if you decide to become this different version of you, right, if you decide that, you know, this looking within aspect of you. So say like right now you're listening to this podcast because you want to learn about self. You want to learn how to, be, you know, have more self-love, self-care, self-growth, all the things that we promote on this channel, right? Mm-hmm. That is a version of you that has decided to start looking within, start looking into that reflection of the water that Carrie just described, right? Yeah. To take a little bit of a deeper dive into who you are, what you're capable of, how can I expand? How can I grow? How can I be part of something greater than just this perceived image of me that I have right now?
0: Absolutely. So that brings me to my next question. How can we remember our true selves? (laughs) Nice. So throughout our human existence, you layer yourself with perceived societal protections, societal norms, education, religion, political sides, beliefs, Pop culture, fashion, rituals, possessions, material goods. Each of these layers are filters or lenses that cloud not only who we are, but how we perceive the world. These layers mask our true selves. Begin with the outer layers. Remove one at a time, knowing some may overlap, and examine the true nature of each of the layers. Why did you layer yourself with it to begin with? What does it or did it provide you? What lessons did you learn, truth or not, that led you to believe in this layer of perceived protection? What part of you did this layer cover up? And in this private place of self-reflection, ask yourself if it is safe for you to remove this layer and set it aside for this moment, knowing if you need, you can always put it back on later. Layer by layer, you look at what you have hidden, what within you lies beneath it, until you find your inner child amongst the layers. Spend time with your inner child. Experience who you are as you came into this world before you experience the distortions of the human existence, the perceived separation. There is joy here, an awareness that there is magic in this life. There is love and never separation spend as much time loving this child whom we've hidden from ourselves beneath the layers of protections. Do this daily or as often as you can, spending time reassuring and living with that inner child. Experience the world through these lenses of wonderment. Explore the world with open eyes and open heart.
1: Wow. I love automatic writing, man. I'm telling you what, That's beautiful. I can continue. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. No, there's more. (laughs) I have one more page.
0: (laughs) Once you have spent some time building a relationship with your inner child, then it's time to peel back the layer of humanness. This perceived limitation created by the physical sensation of the body, leading us to believe in our individualness, our singleness. Allow the physical body to fade from the mind. What are you below the skin, beneath the organs and biological material, none of which is solid? Can you find your essence flowing within your physical material? Follow the flow of your breath. Let the breath be a guide. Allow this essence to reveal itself to you. You may only notice it at first inside. Allow your awareness of the essence to expand, softly glowing, warming. Beginning to radiate an increasing intensity. Soon you will realize that your essence, your divine nature, is flowing not within you, but all around you. It interacts with objects and other living things beyond the reach of your physical touch. You may begin to notice that your essence was never just yours, it is not owned by you, but rather your essence is a small part of the universe. And it is not limited to your singleness or your separate experience, but much like one particle of biological fluid within your physical body, you are a part of the functioning of something much greater. You are the essence of source.
1: Bravo. Bravo. I was getting this imagery and I believe that angelic realm that I channeled talked about the breath, right? the air that is being provided just for you, which I had to go back and listen to that one. And I remember them saying about the breath and taking in the air and that air has its own function in providing for you, right? Mm -hmm. So while you were reading that, I was thinking about that. And I was thinking about the connection between ourselves, our experiences, but everything around us, including something that we don't even see like the air and how if you think about it, this is like pretty, pretty common standard, but we just don't think about it at the literally the air is connecting all of us. <laughs> like, yeah.
0: Like all of We're us. We're all, every living thing is utilizing air plants, <laughs>
1: animals, humans. Yes. Yes. <sighs> and the planet, right? Yeah. The earth that we are all a part of, whether it's floating above. You know, the ground, it's still within the same atmosphere, of the planet, all of these things that were seriously connected to you. And it's not just us individually. These are the imageries that I was getting, like while you were reading that. And it, it helps you feel that you're so much bigger and a part of all that is all that even that we can just perceive here on this earth. And then just taking it one step further when going into yourself and going into Learning how to connect with your guides and coming I mean, to a realization during that practice that you are much bigger than just the incarnated form that you're in at this moment, mm-hmm. right? Your consciousness alone is connected to all things. You play a really big part in the growth process of source itself. And it's just cool to to see that imagery like while you're reading. What you got.
0: Yeah, I remember you had channeled a while back, and I remember seeing this in other places, just this idea of this worldwide network, not the internet, but this beyond our awareness energy. Like that, universal network. Yeah, that we're always connected to. And so I was visualizing that in part of the writing that I did. Mm. I could see it's that network. And part of this is reminding us to remove that perceived veil of separation and connect deeper with yourself, knowing that we are all a part of something bigger and not allowing.
1: Well, while she's looking for that, I'm going to just do a quick little shameless plug, but we have updated our YouTube page and we now have a playlist specifically dedicated to shifting perspectives. So feel free to check that out on YouTube. (laughs) You are more than what you have become. Mm. Right there. That one statement. I'm going to read
0: it one more time. You are more than what you have become. So what you experience in this life, we put on these layers. We may not even do it consciously, but we carry these layers around with us. And that's what we perceive as what we've become. But you are more than that. And these layers hide that infinite being that you are. They diminish or it can feel like they diminish that internal power that we have, that creator that we are within us.
1: this brings me to the thought process of allowing others to do that, allowing the thoughts of others. I had a little experience with that this morning where sometimes when you're in conversation with somebody and maybe they feel like they're very educated in a topic and they insert their thought process, but you are taking on the perception at that moment that they're just belittling you or making you feel dumb, right? That is an Mm -hmm. allowance. That is something that when you're doing that, and this is a lesson for myself, that you're allowing somebody else to limit you or to diminish your, your knowing, change the perception of yourself in that way. So by realizing that you're doing something like that, you can take that power back within yourself and realize that you're greater than that, that you have all that you need in that moment and that you can change your perception at any time. And I think that's the best part about playing in this like world that we're in at the moment is that at any point in time, I can just make the decision that I've gained enough knowledge within myself to understand where my thoughts and processes are coming from. I've chosen to take a part in acting out whether or not that, something that somebody else has said is going to affect me and then how I react to it and then deciding whether or not that I want to play in that space and be that person and feel small or do I know that I'm bigger than that, that I'm smarter than that, that I am much better than whatever perception that I was just creating in my own space.
0: That's very powerful, Shira. And it's not an easy thing to do, making that choice, because there is a part of you that wants to really sit in that self-pity and loathing or frustration or anger, resentment or whatever it is. But is that really what you want? Right. Is that what you want to feel like? Is that the energy that you want to add to yourself? Like you said, it takes time. It's a process of learning. So I don't want you as the audience to assume that we're perfect by any means. (laughs) This is something that you and I, we try to practice on a regular basis, and we're very blessed because we have each other as a sounding board to be able to remind each other of these practices. So, in the moment, it's not always what we want to practice, but we have a great relationship to where we can hold the mirror up for each other. Yeah. And love each other through that interaction.
1: 100%. And we're very fortunate to have mm-hmm. that. And I know that there are those out there that are not maybe necessarily in that same situation. And please let us know, reach out to us. We'd we'll be more than happy to be a sounding board for you at that point mm-hmm. in time.
0: And utilize that playlist that you just mentioned on YouTube, mm-hmm. the shifting perspectives, because that's a great place to start, just to start helping yourself take a step back and like zoom out, look at the bigger picture rather than just being so microscopically focused on this one little, not little, but one, you got your horse blinders on. There we
1: go. (laughs) The the narrowed scope of view. Yeah. Yeah, this has been a very fun discussion and topic going over. And I love the automatic writing, Carrie. Let's do more of these little readings. Yeah,
0: I I love doing this. And and let me actually just talk to you about that real quick, because this automatic writing, I know we've mentioned it in the past, and we're just like, just start writing, just whatever word comes into your head, just start writing. And that's really what we're doing. I will say I sat down and I was like, okay, Mount Glass, give it to me. I need it now. <laughs> Give me the information. And I was attached to receiving this idea of receiving information. And it didn't take too long before I got easily distracted and set my notebook down to the side. And I started scrolling on my phone. And 30 seconds later, I was like, no, 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 no. Mount Glass needs space. Let it be. Yeah. Open up. And so I sat back down with my journal and I opened it up and I just sat and breathed for a moment. And I was like, okay. Okay if you have something, I would love to receive it. And so I got this reminder, like a quick thought and I didn't sit with it. I took action on it, which is something that we tell you. You don't always have to take action on it. Well, I took action on it and I grabbed this book out of my backpack because I wanted to just sit with that first chapter, a little bit of information. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, I'm just going to sit with this for a moment. And that's when I started writing all three pages of this.
1: <laughs> so I patience, love that.
0: you love the P word, Shira.
1: Mm. <laughs> Create
0: space for you to receive when you're doing this kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. It is important to, to share with you guys some of the processes that we do when we're going through this, because I think it's going to be helpful for anyone that's like, how did you get to this point in your journey? Mm-hmm. Like, how did you come to receive this type of downloaded information, right? In quotation fingers. And I say the word downloaded because it's words. Anyway, Mm -hmm. and that's exactly right. I'll show
0: you right at the top. I started writing and it said, let's talk. And that's when I got distracted and I was like, I don't know where this is going. I feel like I'm just pulling it out of my rear end. That's when I was trying to force it to come. And I was like, what are we going to talk about? Give me a word. Give me a word. (laughs)
1: Kind of do a reset. (laughs) We're we're super organized here on Love All (laughs) myself. No ADHD at all. (laughs) And just for our audience that is listening, we ask our Mount Glass, we ask our higher selves, which is part of Mount Glass, by the way, what is it that we need to learn? What is for our highest and greatest good? So usually when Carrie and I hit record, right before we hit record, we both go into a meditative state. To connect with one another and with our Mount Class teams to have a little bit of a conversation and help with that. We even did a little exercise this morning. That was fun. Uh, Mm -hmm. We'll talk about that on another episode, but like just to allow us to be more open and to receive this flow of consciousness between the two of us and between our Mount Class teams. And so when we do that, it allows us to have these like visual aspects that are popping into our brains or into our mind's eye and allows us to have these back and forth conversations and feel where one another is at. And so that's just a little practice that her and I do. Anyone can do this with anyone else. I mean, maybe just ask your team. Like we always ask for only for our highest and greatest good and only for the greatest good of the collective. That's listening mm-hmm. to this. Just so y'all know. Okay. It's collective <laughs> card reading time,
0: y'all. And this week, I chose the Oracle of the Fairies deck, card deck by Karen Kay.
1: I love fairies.
0: I do, too. (laughs) Really speaks to my inner child. (laughs) So I went ahead and drew three cards. As we've said in the past, we like to use these cards for an intuitive hit. So I'll just reference the guidebook as needed. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. So the first card that came out was
1: journey. Okay. First of all, this is beautiful. There's mushrooms. There's a fairy. I, I can't tell is she holding on? Is that a bunny? Because first is of all, it's a bun-
0: huge jackrabbit.
1: Bunnies are my it's the same animal. size. Yeah. <laughs> I freaking love bunnies. And I feel like that is like my spirit animal saying hello. And it's got a cloak on
0: or like a blanket it's like, or it's like um a saddle almost.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's a fairy saddle for a a bunny. And so the fairy is smaller than the bunny, but you know, these are super, super small and they are elemental. And so they ride on like in every movie you've ever seen of a fairy where they're super tiny and they ride and like animals are bigger. So that's how it's pictured here in this imagery. I keep this kind of reminds me of a little bit of Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, it does. It totally has Alice in Wonderland vibes, but it's very soft. It's very Mm -hmm. soft and the colors are
0: soothing. And there's this big open field behind them Mm -hmm. with trees lining the background too. Yeah. Great, great artwork here. Oh yeah. I'll mention the artist's name is Ginger Kelly. So Mm -hmm. she did the artwork on all these cards. So journey, what it says on the bottom, it's time to prepare for a journey. It may be impromptu or planned either way. Make sure you're ready when the time
1: comes. What do you receive from this one? Just looking at the imagery and not looking at the word itself. I feel like I'm getting this thought process of going on a bit of an adventure, right? Mm -hmm. And I keep hearing in my head right now, like 2023 is going to really be focusing on self and embracing self and driving into the future that you were meant to have, right? The real sole purpose of you being here. And that in itself is going to be a journey and it'll have ups, it'll have downs, but it is all for your own soul growth purpose. And that's what I keep hearing.
0: Absolutely. A journey doesn't have to mean going physically someplace. Mm -hmm. Like we talked about with Simba, the journey can be going inward. Oh my gosh. Okay. That's cool. (laughs) (laughs) So even the guidebook says... Remember to travel light so you can easily be spontaneous, both with your physical journeys and with the journeys of your heart and being. Interesting. It's also a chance to feel truly alive and surrender to your magical destiny, banishing any preconceived plans or expectations. And however it manifests, a journey is imminent. It might be near or far or even an inner journey, but the main thing is that you're ready and willing.
1: Interesting. And wasn't that Mount Glass's prediction? Didn't they use the word magic? They've used magic and journey, like going inward, connecting with that inner child. So
0: allowing yourself to experience the whimsical and the magic living in wonderment.
1: Mm. I keep getting the sense of this journey towards connectedness, this journey towards realizing more of the human collective, realizing that our consciousness, it's interesting because I'm seeing this like scientific discovery, like something scientific on the discovery of consciousness and where it actually proves the connection between all of us. Mm, That's awesome because there's a lot of us that need
0: actual like scientific proof like repeatable. Please let this happen. Studies. That'd be really cool. (laughs) That'd be really neat to read. So the second card that I got, this is such a beautiful little card. It's shine from within.
1: Oh, look at that youth. Ooh. You know what I'm... Okay, let me describe the card for the Mm -hmm. audience really quick. She looks like a very young fairy, almost like a childlike fairy. There's all these little like sparkles around her flower crown. And her wings are much more playful in color, more pastels. It it looks like she's in... Is she in a house or something or in some kind of a room? Uh, It definitely looks like a old wooden
0: house. Yeah. From a hundred years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. something that I was, Joanna all ship Gaines. Lap. <laughs> I was just saying, Joanna Gaines
1: has remodeled. Uh, <laughs> it's something. a lot of shiplap on that wall. Yeah. <laughs> we don't do interior decorating. No, not at all. We don't watch
0: HDTV ever. Right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and here's what I'm getting from this card I was just thinking about the inner child healing, inner child connecting. So, a lot of the times when you're going on your journey within, you'll start to remember some things from your childhood that will it'll bubble up to the surface a bit. Some of those things are really fun. Little memories that you pick up from like your youth that it brings you closer to joy and play. And you're like, oh man, I used to do these types of things when I was a kid and I would play and blah, 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 right? And then sometimes it'll bring up things that were sad, things that caused trauma and it allows you to like go back into that journey within. It's like a little it, open window. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, there's an open window in that card. Oh yeah, there is.
0: This makes me think of just the other day. I'm not sure if you guys, well, on YouTube, you'll see I have a bookcases now in the background. On the podcast, I've been rearranging my room and I have a bunch of books back here. In rearranging, I ended up sitting on the floor last night and looking at scrapbooks that I made for my senior year in high school. And it was just so cool to flip through and be like, Oh, I totally forgot about that experience. And it was cool to just remember these things you forget.
1: Yeah, that's so
0: cool. I love that. What did you get from that? So shine from within. I think this really circles back to what we were reading that we put all these layers on and mm-hmm. we end up suppressing this inner shine, this inner illumination of self That's what this is reminding us to do is to go within, remember that inner light, bask in that inner light, hold space for it and allow it to illuminate your life. So what this one says is looks are only skin deep, true beauty shines from within, and it's time for you to shine. This is a time for self-acceptance and revealing your true beauty, your true self, that you
1: are the essence of source. Oh my goodness. That's super cool. Undoing the societal you that you've built based on what you were told you should build. I love these cards. They're fun.
0: Okay. In spiritual terms, it can mean you're showing one face to the world while keeping your true face or feelings hidden. Sometimes it's important to do this, especially if you feel threatened, but usually it's because you fear being seen for who you truly are. This comes down to learning to love yourself, not in a selfish way, but in a self-accepting way. Once you're able to accept yourself, others will accept you too, as they're merely a reflection of what we think and feel about ourselves. Mm, Rewind
1: this episode. (laughs) There's a massive connection to that card on this episode, so... (laughs) <laughs> and I pulled these before we
0: started recording this episode but I didn't read them I mean I looked at them I looked at the pictures and the big words but I didn't dive into it I set them aside and yeah. read for my journal
1: and we try to do that for each of our end of episode collective readings we will shuffle cards sometimes we'll shuffle them like we'll hit pause in this recording we'll shuffle really quick so you don't have to listen to that <laughs> then we'll sometimes sometimes As you said, I think during our last episode,
0: sometimes the cards, you end up shuffling them for a while and you mentioned this and I thought it was a really cool perception of this. It's Mount Glass shuffling through
1: all of the possibilities. Mm -hmm. Yep. That probability reality that they're just like, we're going to focus on this one. Here you go. (laughs) Okay. Last but not least.
0: (laughs) Yeah. All right. I just had to actually look at this one. I didn't take a big look at it earlier. All right. This third and final one is a reminder to go outside.
1: Oh, wow. So she's absolutely stunning. She's standing next to a very big tree. So much so where you only see the actual trunk of the tree. I'm not seeing the actual top or like the leaves area of it. There's a lot of clouds behind her. Maybe just the branches starting to come down a
0: little bit on the other side. But really, you're not seeing much other than the tree trunk
1: her wings Man. are very transparent. She feels more mature. Like she's a much, like she's an older and a very wiser and experienced fairy, but she's still soft. So there's still a lot of softness about her. Her colors on her clothing are a bit more, they're a bit darker, but they're still, again, they're still soft. It's still very elegant looking. Like Steady. a burgundy. mm mm-hmm. like- Pink puffy cap sleeves. Right. It almost feels like maybe if you, like you could feel the dress, it's probably made of velvet or something. She's definitely outdoors and she's in the environment, unlike the child one that was indoors. So this is giving me this like thought process of when you're doing your remembrance of your inner child and to go outside, even maybe be outside of yourself a little bit outside of this societal self that you have developed enclosed yourself in enclosed yourself in
0: I'm just trying to look closer and I see all these little like tiny elements of light little sprite I don't know like pixie dust ish Mm -hmm. and it's reminding us of all the light that is around every living thing Mm -hmm. that the light is not within oh look at that the light is shining behind her too Yeah, it almost feels like an auric field. Yeah, it does. So what this says is it's time to go outside. Tune into the powerful peace of nature, wherever you are, and feel at one with your habitat. So again, reminding us that we are not separate from everything that's around us. (laughs) To experience everything that is around us, because it is all a part of us, just as we are a part of it. And just as we work on self-acceptance and appreciation of self, appreciating everything that you are a part of, out of your perceived individuality. Beautifully
1: said. I like that. Thank you. To the gut. Yes.
0: (laughs) Often the message is simply to get outside so you can recharge your batteries. We can forget to do this when we get wrapped up in our work particularly sitting in front of these guys right here, the screens and the computers. So if you can spend time in quiet contemplation in the environment, sit there and just be, have no expectations and just experience your surroundings and be receptive to any signs, any connections, any downloads. Oh, I like that. And you know what? Even in here, it reminds you that you, you don't need to do it for long periods of time. You don't have to call out to work, although that'd be really nice. You don't have to, you can just stop at a park and take five minutes Yeah. to just stand outside. Yeah. I do this in the morning. There's times when I don't have that much time, but I have two minutes and I'll leave my car running and I will get out and I will stand in the grass and I will stretch upwards towards the sky and then just bring it down to the ground. Touch the ground and lift that energy up, thinking source and bringing it back down, and just doing that a couple of times. And even just that movement, that breath, that
1: asking, it's a beautiful moment of peace. Every little thought is a reality. So just by thinking that you're doing it, you're doing it.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. And you can even use like visualization. So if you don't have, a space where you can go outside say you live like in a very urban area visualize grab a plant sit with it
1: i know carrie gave me a plant. if you're watching us on youtube his name's rico <laughs> yeah. little,
0: anyway. spider little
1: spider plant spider plant
0: <laughs> it's the only uh, spider shire likes <laughs>
1: true story so, it's the only one that's allowed in her office <laughs> nothing else All right, everybody, thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate and we are so grateful for every last one of you, all of your likes and subscribes and follows, comments and shares. We desperately appreciate it. Then just want to let
0: you guys know that each of the items mentioned today. So the power of now by Eckhart Tolle mm. and the Oracle of the fairies card deck. Both of those are in our Amazon favorites on
1: our website. So www.lovealwayself.com shop Amazon favorites. There you go. And we, of course, will link that below for those of you listening to us on any of the podcasting platforms or watching this on the tubes. And of course, as always, please don't forget that you are all part of all. And with that, don't forget to love
0: first, love last, and love always. Bye y'all. Bye everybody.